Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on Maybe Hear Me Out Ministries. This is Jordan Hawkins, and today we are going to be focusing on um, just the beginning of the Bible. I just want to dive, first of all, <laughs> into a scripture uh, in Acts. And uh, it's Acts chapter 2, verses 17. Um, and it says, in the last days, God says, this is the word of God, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Sorry, my husband tried to call me there for a second. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, billow and, uh, excuse me, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. So I was messing around watching uh, some, some documentaries, reading some books, and it kind of keeps coming, this verse keeps coming up. And Acts 2, verses 17, uh, really through 19 is where I'm at today. And it's just the beginning of a journey. So it says in the last days that God's going to pour out His Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those people that catches it. I want to catch the Spirit of the Lord with all the things that you could catch out there these days. Coronavirus, the flu, I don't even know if you could still catch that. But with all the things you can catch out there today, why don't we just catch some spirit of the Lord right now, okay? Because he's pouring it out. And I don't know about you, but I want to I be the one to, to receive it. So when you start to search, when you start to look, as he's saying he will do, he's saying he's going to give his sons and daughters prophecies. He's saying he's going to pour out his spirit. So there's a hundred ways probably to go about it and to try to find where to start. And what I mean by that is everybody goes about their their process a different way. And they go about learning about this truth. Exactly, catch the spirit, girl. So you want to basically start at the beginning. That's what I did. So I went online and I bought a King James version of the Bible. And thank you guys for tuning in and for your comments. I appreciate it. <laughs> so again, this podcast that I'm starting is Maybe Hear Me Out Ministries for you who are just joining online on the podcast that's being recorded on Spotify. Again, thank you guys for joining me. This is a new endeavor. Again, I have no clue where it's going to lead, but if you'll just maybe hear me out, that's why it's called that. It's not to present anything to you that you need to absolutely believe right away, but it's simply to produce, uh, produce to you and present to you a different point of view than maybe what you always hear. So I'm just gonna start first in the book of Genesis because that's where this led me. And it's pretty simple, but I wanna just, <laughs> I wanna just try to walk through this to where we can see that the first 2000 or so years of humankind is summed up in six chapters in the Bible. All right, six chapters. That's all we get 
from the pre-flood era in the Bible, in the Holy Bible, aside from the mentions in later texts, in later chapters of the Bible, aside from those, we get six chapters of the Bible to figure out what God has, has done in those 2,000 or so years. So I'm just going to start from the top. And I'm going to just kind of muse with you guys on kind of what I think is going on and where I'm trying to take this to, which is the book of Enoch. Because this book that we trust with our lives, the majority of the people I know have read it. Uh, the majority of the people I know have had access to this book. This book breathes life into all those who read it. And if you read it carefully and dissect it like I'm about to do today uh, on this on this episode, uh, you'll see where where we've gone kind of away from the the diving into the word a little bit and getting curious. So in Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I want to point out something right here. It says face of the waters, okay? And at first, it's, 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 it's referencing here, in my opinion, multiple bodies of water. So just want to throw that out there for you guys. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and morning were the first day. And God said, verse 6, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. So you've got, again, multiple references there to waters, plural. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So you've got two sets of waters. Apparently, there's water in heaven. And there's also obviously water on earth. And in between them is a firmament, the heavens, the heavenly realm above the earth, but apparently below some other water source, okay? That's literally in the scripture right here, okay? That's what you can ascertain from those very few verses. There's multiple layers in, in our realm and above earth, is heaven and above heaven is apparently water all right anyways verse 9 and god said let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let dry land appear there and so it was and god called the dry land earth okay so in the beginning the earth was without form he puts a, a firmament in between the waters and then he he makes dry land on the earth okay 
And God called the dry land earth in the gathering together of the waters he called the seas. So he gathers waters together on the earth. Those are seas. And then he has, he said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. So that's basically saying, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff that grows on its own. So you really don't have to do anything. Like it seeds itself. It doesn't need to procreate its seeds. So, you know, there's nothing that involves a seeding process to grow and yield these grasses, these weeds, these fruits, these vegetables. So the earth for, brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Um, so you've got these these generations of the creation happening. And, and then in the verses, you, if you take them literally, if you're a dispensationalist or something like that, you might look at this and say day, okay? Day is a quick, quick time to get this done, but whatever. Provisions, thank you, Daniel. So the fourth day, um, let's let's jump to chapter verse 14 because I, I wanna get to this one point before I run out of time today. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the night day from the night and let them be for signs, oh, for seasons and for days and for years. So some people take signs to mean like your, your actual zodiac sign. I don't believe that. I believe, and this is just my opinion, that those signs are signs to ch the children of God, signs and wonders. Um, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, which is obviously our sun, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. So here God is on the fourth day and he's setting up the sun. He's setting up the moon. He's setting up the stars so that there is light distinguishable in every time of darkness. Like there is never going to be pure darkness, not in the way that God set up the world. There's never going to be a night without a moon or stars and, and some sort of light. If there is, something's wrong, right? That's, that's a promise he made. That's a, that's a thing that was ordained for our earth, okay? The fifth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, fish, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. So there again, it is referencing heaven and this fact that above the earth is an open space between the firmaments. Um, and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, all these creations saying, be fruitful and multiply. God wants us to fill this planet from the very beginning. All he wants us to do is multiply and spread. You think God, the God of creation, is the one who's telling us, oh, we need to worry about all of our resources. Oh my goodness. No, that's that's human beings telling you that. If you have faith in God, he will provide, okay? And the, the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Hey, Cam, welcome. So I'm on to Genesis chapter one, verses 
24. We're just walking through the days of creation again. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and the creeping thing and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so, so you've got your insects, you've got your creepy crawlers, your cattle, your beasts. Um, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind. So again, you could sit there and browse past this, but I want to go back and point out that God's here sitting saying, after his kind, after his kind, after their kind. Why is he doing that? Why is it that where he could just be saying he created these animals and we get it, they breed, but he's making sure to make a point of the fact that he does not interbreed. He does not have interbreeding going on. It's man and woman. It's creature and the same creature. Okay. I just, after their kind, I just want to point that out because this is going to come, is going to become, excuse me, important. All right. So we're on now to what in the King James version of the Bible, it, it kind of segregates this section and calls this the creation of man. But I just want you guys to listen very carefully because we go through technically about 120 days and three verses. So um, just follow me here. First. 26 in the in the book of Genesis chapter 1. And God said, "Let us make man in our image and after our likeness." Our image, our likeness, okay? And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Oh my gosh. So many people breeze by this. This may be, I'm going to take my handy dandy pen and go over here and circle Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. So if it's saying, if I'm reading this verse correctly, he's saying here, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. If I'm reading that correctly, it's saying that this male and female were created in the image of God, both of them. Both of them were created equal in the image of God. Interesting. I'm only making that speculation. You'll have to follow me here. There's a there's a much bigger point being made. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay. <laughs> Did you know? that almost two whole chapters of the Bible go by before God mentions anything about the name Eve. Did you know that? Did you know that in the book of Enoch and in other books in the Bible, 
or not in the Bible, excuse me, in books of other ancient texts, it mentions a situation. I'm easing into this because I don't want to freak everybody out. It mentions a different scenario. It mentions that, okay, let me just keep reading the Bible. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be meat. Into every beast of the earth, into the air, into the every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given the every green herb for meat. So he basically, I can't. He basically just says, I'm being coaxed by all of those who you are listening on, on uh, Spotify. I'm being coaxed by one of my live listeners to go ahead and give away the big boom, but I can't do it yet. I have to build up Danielle, building up to the crescendo. So, um, basically, God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So the sixth day, God did a lot, okay? He brought forth from the earth all of the beasts and the, and the cattle that reproducing their kind. He made man and woman in his own image. Okay. And he, um, he also, you know, basically designated what everybody gets to eat. He's like, okay, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. So he designed, he ordained that which we're supposed to partake in. So the seventh day, I'm, I'm getting there. There's a lot to cover here. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. So he's tired. He's taking a break. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he rested from all his work, which God created and made. These are the generations of heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth in the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the ground and there was not a man yet to till the ground but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Wait, what? I thought it just said on the sixth day that God created man in his own image. So why is he again talking now on the seventh day about breathing nostrils into the breath of life. So it could be a couple of things. It could be that you have to take the, the book of Genesis 
in this first chapter, not chronologically, okay? You have to take this as sort of a presentation of everything that happened, but not necessarily in a bona fide chronological order. Let's continue. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. So the earth is created, then he creates the garden of Eden, okay? And there he put the man who he had formed. So he puts man first, alone, in the garden, is what it says. It doesn't say I put man and woman. He put the man whom he had formed there. Verse nine, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to the water of the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is with it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, which there is gold. And the gold of the land is good. There is bdellium and the onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gihon, and the same is the same as that that encompasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. Goes on to name some other rivers, which I am terrible at saying their names. So I'm just skipping verses 14, but interestingly enough, the last river that's named is the Euphrates. Okay. Verse 15 is where, if you know the book of Enoch or you know any of the story of the book of Adam and Eve, um, you know that God, when he comes to look for Man, he always is coming to the garden in the cool of the evening. God is so amazing. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And he commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help me for him. What? First of all, let's backtrack. We just had on the sixth day, God talking about in verse 27, chapter one. So God created man in his own image in the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. Okay, so there you go. Male and female. Then you come over to verse 7. Excuse me, verse 5 of chapter 2. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and of every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till upon the ground. So again, it's referencing the fact that there's no man. Danielle, do not mention her yet. So uh, verse seven, and the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his life the breath of life, into his nostrils the breath of life. 
So here we come down and now he, they're in man's in the garden. And now God's talking about going to find an appropriate person to hang out with this man. I thought that he already created male and female. Hmm, wonder what happened. So, Adam, and out of the ground, the Lord, verses 19, God, uh, formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Again, I feel like you need to look at verses two and, or chapter two and chapter one kind of as like multiple parts of the same timeline because it kind of jumps back and forth seemingly. So Adam gives names to every creature that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help for him. What happened? What happened to the woman God made? Where is she? And the Lord God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. And as he slept, the Lord took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, instead. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now, now, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So you got verses, you know, Genesis 1:27 again, in God's image, he created male and female. Then you got all these verses about Adam being alone. And then you got all of a sudden, God putting Adam into a deep sleep to make a woman. Very strange. And so now, it goes on for almost an entire chapter before they name her as Eve, okay? So you've got almost th four chapters completed in the Bible until they call the woman Eve, okay? I want to just... I'm going to have to cut this a little short and I was going to go into the book of the watchers, which I'll have to save for the next episode, but I promise I'll get to it soon. What I want to do is read to you guys from the book of the fallen angels, the watchers and the origins of evil. What this book is, is a compilation of biblical scripture, the book of Jasher, the Jubilees, the book of Enoch, um, several other ancient texts that have been cross-referenced and in a timeline prepared for you. I'm going to read the first four pages. Bear with me, guys. Buckle up. I'm sorry in advance for being the one to have to share this with you, but please, again, the whole purpose of this podcast and this ministry being named Made Me Hear Me Out is not for me to just sound crazy, because I will. But to ask yourself, when you go back and you listen to what I said and to what the scriptures reference and you read for yourself or you put it all together and you read the actual research as it correlates throughout many different ancient texts because it's there. It's so amazing to see 
what the scribes of the early ages were able to accomplish long before written language was even something that was really formulated. I mean, outside of hieroglyphics, that's really all you had. So you have all of these texts that correlate with prophecy, uh, with correlate with stories, uh, information that how is it possible that across, you know, thousands and thousands of miles, millennia ago, that these stories are, have similarities or share factual information, but are of different languages? I mean, so anyways, I'm going to dive in, just read a first couple, these four pages of this book. If this is your first time hearing it again, I apologize in advance. So again, this book is The Fallen Angels, The Watchers, and The Origins of Evil. And it is a compilation of ancient texts that surround the story of Genesis. <laughs> In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless, vacant, and chaotic. Darkness was everywhere, and no light was seen except God himself. God formed the earth, divided the lands and waters, and set the clouds, sky, and earth in place. He made the sun and moon and all the planets and set their courses, dividing day from night. All heavenly bodies were assigned their times and paths, and none varied from God's word. God created all living things, and then he created man. He created a man and a woman and gave them dominion over all things. God named the man Adam and the woman he named Lilith. Both were formed from the dust of the earth and in both God breathed the breath of life. So there is that reference to scripture again in Genesis chapter two, where God's breathing the breath of life into them, the male and the female that he created in his image. Uh, again, Genesis.